but today, um, kind of giving an update on Mobileye and what we're doing at Seven Signal uh, in terms of you know recent releases uh, and our strategic vision uh, going forward. So a couple of the important themes that we're uh, incorporating are you know a focus into the digital experience of end users. Um, and in in that we mean we're we're looking you know very carefully and with a sharp focus on Wi-Fi performance, but we also want to put that in the context of the overall uh, performance of end-to-end uh, -end networking and application performance, and uh, be able to tell you you know if that end user had a good or bad Wi-Fi experience, but also if their complete uh, digital experience was, was good or bad. And relate that to what we know about Wi-Fi, where our uh, uh, you know, core um, uh, competency is, uh, and also to other aspects of networking as well. So we'll talk more about that. You know, on the back end, in the last six months or so, we've, we've really, uh, upgraded our cloud architecture. Uh, there's not so much, uh, um, you know, to see on the, in the UI, but, you know, we're, we're ready to scale because we've, we've gone from, uh, you know, organizations with hundreds of users deployed to thousands of users deployed. And now we, you know, we have customers we need to support with tens of thousands of agents deployed. So, uh, Supporting that level of scale, uh, you know, we've we've uh, started to get ready for. And then our, our architecture in general is becoming more flexible, uh, and and you'll see more and more of that um, in the future here. But I want to focus today on uh, digital experience monitoring. So Gartner says that DEM. Um, technologies monitor the availability, performance, and quality of experience an end user or digital agent receives as they interact with an application and the supporting infrastructure. So really, it's trying to boil down, you know, that that nurse with a tablet, is she having a good experience interacting with the applications that IT is delivering? Doesn't matter if they're cloud applications, doesn't matter if they're, you know, locally hosted, um, what's the experience going to be like, and can we predict if it's good or bad, and if you know there are some interventions we need to take? So, our focus uh, for the key performance indicators of digital experience monitoring, especially in, in you know the Wi-Fi part of things, um, you know we're we're going to focus on two metrics. To look at Wi-Fi, we're going to focus on MCS, which we'll define and, and talk about why that's important. And to look at end-to-end -end performance, we'll look at MOS, and we'll talk about that and, and talk about you know some of the new things there as well. Uh, and actually, we'll start with MOS. So you know uh, the reason we're we're looking at MOS is so many enterprise applications, uh, just like this webinar. Are, are very sensitive to latency and packet loss, just like traditional uh, VoIP applications are. 
So you can think of all the collaboration tools we're using now, uh, particularly, you know, and, the, and those have, the importance of those has really grown as the workforce has become more remote. But also VDI solutions, Citrix and VMware Horizon come to mind. Um, and, you know, network throughput limitations are still there, but it's it's not like the old days when, you know, you really had severe uh, bandwidth limitations on the network. Um, and where we do have bottlenecks in most enterprise networks, they tend to be at the edge on the Wi-Fi. And by measuring the digital experience with um, 7MCS, which we'll talk about uh, as we go, and MOS will capture that, uh, even if we're not laser focused on um, looking at throughput. So there's been a real evolution from using MOS just to measure call quality in traditional VoIP environments to using MOS to really get a better understanding of if the network is, is prepared and uh, delivering the performance required for uh, the modern applications we're using in the enterprise. So MOS, for the uninitiated, it is an acronym for Mean Opinion Score. Uh, it comes from quality uh, studies of uh, VoIP calls, uh, where people on calls uh, were sort of rated the quality list, uh, the, the quality of the call uh, on a scale of, uh, you know, one to five. And then uh, we, you know, those ratings were correlated with sort of the hard numbers we get from the network around packet loss, latency, and jitter. So when you only have those numbers, you can then predict using a MOS algorithm the quality of the call. Um, so that's MOS. And, uh, you know, very simple scale, one to five, five being excellent, four being good. When you get into the threes, that's where you should start, you know, being a little bit concerned. Uh, but we're really happy to announce that we now are doing MOS testing on Windows. Uh, so before we supported uh, Mac OS for a MOS test and uh, Linux as well. And, um, you know, with our most recent Mobileye release, uh, which is coming uh, uh, soon this week, you'll see MOS testing rolled out for Windows. We'll be able to give you that insight um, on onto your Windows fleet as well. So next, let's talk about MCS. So uh, the, the MCS index is really um, a simplification. So you can think of it as taking a whole boatload of data rates that are possible in Wi-Fi and just rating them on a scale of zero to 11. And you know, zero is poor, 11 is the best possible data rate uh, imaginable. Um, and you know, that's one way to think of MCS. Um, Really, you know, what it's doing is is taking, like you saw in the trivia question, um, all these, uh, you know, this combination of uh, guard interval and uh, channel width, um, 
uh, and so on. And uh, just uh, breaking it down by the modulation encoding scheme used in each one. So again, it simplifies things. One thing you'll notice uh, in this MCS table, and you can see the whole table at mcsindex.com, really good reference there, is that um, for HT, VHT, and HE, which are 802.11n, 802.11ac, and 802.11ax, um, you know, they don't all go as high. Um, but for the most part, if you're at, you know, 64 qualm, you're going to probably be having a good Wi-Fi experience. So we'll, we'll talk more about that. But the MCS index is really valuable because the full table of data rates is just massive. So it's hard to look at a data rate um, and, and think, well, is this a high quality connection or not? Because, uh, you know, depending again on the channel width, and uh, the generation of Wi-Fi, or sometimes we'll call it the Fi in use, um, that data rate may not reflect the quality of the, of the RF and the channel conditions um, involved. But the MCS index always shows that. So, you know, why did we land on MCS? It seems like we should use signal strength or something simpler uh, for measuring uh, Wi-Fi performance. And, you know, one of the things you'll, you learn when you get into Wi-Fi is that, you know, a lot of these very simple numbers um, have a lot of complexity behind them and tend and can be, can kind of be rabbit holes. You know, SNR is ultimately what's required to support a high MCS, a lot of sig a lot of signal and low noise and also um, low interference. Uh, but it's actually really hard for Wi-Fi stations to measure SNR. Our signal strength, our RSSI measurement is pretty questionable. And uh, you can see some examples of that at rssicompared.com where you can see two uh, or more identical um, make and model phones or laptops or what have you measuring RSSI quite differently um, right next to each other. And unfortunately, the noise measurements that Wi-Fi stations make are, are even poorer um, and really are unreliable. Um, so I would advise you to, you know, not read too much into those and um, so, so we can't really um, trust the SNR measurement we get from clients. Uh, so, you know, and data rates, you know, like we saw before, there's hundreds of them and there's dependencies on spatial streams and the phi supported and the channel width and so on and so forth that you can't kind of tease out from just looking at the data rate itself. Um, so, but we like MCS because it really reflects the real performance the station can achieve independently of those uh, capabilities and the channel width and so on and so forth. So, you know, 
regardless of what the station says that signal strength is and says the noise floor is, MCS tells the truth about what it's doing when it's rate shifting and how high it can go, but you know, uh, based on what channel conditions support. So there's two things in MCS. So there's um, the coding rate, which we'll start with, uh, and then we'll talk about modulation. So the coding rate is, is quite simple, and you can see the coding column there in this table. And it's just the number of bits required to send uh, you know, some other number of bits. So uh, th three over four means it requires four bits to be transmitted um, for every three data bits. And that extra bit is used for error correction. So on the lower end of the MCS index, you know, our coding rate is one over two. But on the upper ends, it gets up to five over six. We're using fewer and fewer bits for error correction to support higher and higher data rates. So very simple concept there. Uh, you know, modulation, I'm not going to go super deep into, uh, but I will recommend an excellent uh, video from Keith Parsons uh, on YouTube. There's different types of 802.11 modulation schemes, and uh, I'll, I'll put that link in the chat actually here. Um, but um, what we're doing is um, actually changing a carrier wave. So you can see uh, on the right that um, the waveform of a an RF wave and we change it, we modulate it and we just change two things um, with the QAM modulation that uh, modern Wi-Fi uses. The amplitude of that signal and the phase of the signal. So amplitude is easy to understand is how loud or quiet it is. The phase you can think of as sort of you know are we starting the wave at zero and going up and, and down, or are we sort of starting somewhere in the middle? And you can see the phase being modulated on that bottom wave where at some point it starts at different uh, places than you'd expect. And we modulate those things at the same time. Um, so, um, you know, important kind of takeaways from that is that, you know, the lower the data rate, or MCS rate, um, that has greater differences uh, between symbols. A symbol is just one waveform. And that means that um, even though the data rate's very low and we can't get a lot of bits through, it's also very robust. The differences are very big between the symbols. So a low data rate uh, is, is uh, can punch through a noisy environment. Uh, better than a high data rate. And, you know, high data rates, you know, smaller differences between symbols, and then a little bit less protection from errors. So that's the trade-off. If we want to go as fast as possible, then our modulation starts to get a little bit more fragile. And just to kind of um, visualize that, in um, uh, with, with, uh, QAM modulation, you can um, visualize it on a graph, right, where we're showing uh, phase um, and amplitude graphed, 
and describing how many different values in the different modulation schemes that Wi-Fi has are available. So QPSK, only four values uh, we can represent um, there, but they're very far apart, right? There's a, a huge um, uh, amount of, uh, you know, error we can accept in one of these values and still know what it is. 16 qualm, things start to get a little tighter. 64 qualm, even tighter. That's uh, from 802.11n. Then 802.11ac introduced 256 qualm. And you know the differences between phase and amplitude there are, are much smaller. And now in 802.11ax, we have 1024 qualm, uh, which really takes this to the next level. And it's you know, when you sort of learn how all this works, it's, it's kind of incredible that 1024 QAM works at all uh, in an unlicensed spectrum, uh, but it does. So um, when we're looking at the MCS index and looking at our coding rates and modulation schemes, you know, one of the questions is, well, what, where do we decide what a good connection is what a good MCS rate is and what a, what a poor MCS rate is. And like we saw before, really the big changes as we go up and down the MCS index are when the modulation changes. So the coding rate changes here and there, um, certainly you know, getting more aggressive the higher we, we go. But the big difference is when we change modulation, when we go from, you know, if we drop from 256 qualm to 64 qualm, that's because the channel conditions don't support uh, the the, uh, the precision that 256 qualm requires. And same when we drop down to 16 qualm. Again, that's because we're you know too many errors trying to resolve this 64 qualm symbols and actually we need to use a more robust data rate because channel conditions are not very good. So you know how we look at the MCS index is to say if you're at 64 qualm and above things are pretty good. Sure it's 802.11n but you know most of us are are still using 802.11n when we're in 2.4 gigahertz and uh, you know if if uh, if if you've got a clean channel, that should work just fine. It's when we drop from 64 qualm to 16 qualm that, uh, well, you know, that probably indicates that channel conditions are not great. And if we drop out of that into QPSK and BPSK, that's when we know, look, the wife, this, this transmitter is using a really, really robust data rate because it's trying its best to punch through some noise and interference uh, because it's really struggling uh, uh, to be received on the other end. Um, you know, MCS shifting is a normal part of, of, of healthy Wi-Fi. You can think of, you know, a, a client roaming from AP to AP as it's getting further from one AP, it's gonna, nor it's gonna shift uh, down in data rate. Well, but what we don't want it to do is shift down too far before it connects to the next AP. We want to stay up on this higher end uh, so that 
we can support all the modern applications that we need to and the performance requirements that they have uh, without degrading so far that we can't meet those application requirements anymore. And like I mentioned before, it's really these steps in modulation that reflect the biggest, most significant changes in connection quality. Okay, so that's MCS. One of the things that's always been a challenge um, in the Windows world is that the Windows operating system doesn't expose the current MCS value to the end user, even though it'd be really valuable to know. So what we did at 7Signal was developed a solution that we're calling 7MCS. So what we've done is taken all those building blocks of MCS um, uh, that we do get from Windows and turn that into a real MCS value. Um, so you'll see uh, um, in our, our release um, this week that now there's a 7MCS value uh, for Windows, and this is something we're really going to rely on heavily going forward uh, as we're changing the the uh, the way we're uh, judging the quality of, of um, wireless connections. Um, additionally, um, a benefit of 7MCS is that we actually standardize MCS. So uh, one of the things you, you may be aware of is that the way MCS um, is determined between H11N um, and then 811AC going forward is that 811N had MCS values specific to every spatial stream combination. So where 802.11n jumped to uh, MCS value 8, that was just a reflection of having two spatial streams. And the other fives um, don't have spatial stream dependent MCS values. So 7MCS takes those 802.11n values and converts them into the, the standard the other fives use uh, um, as well. So everything is kind of standardized across the board, across Wi-Fi generations. The only difference you'll see is that 802.11n can only go up to 7, uh, 811ac only goes up to 9, and now 802.11ax uh, can go up to 11. Um, okay, so if you're familiar with this problem about MCS on Windows, you're probably wondering, you know, well, you know, there are there are um, these instances where using everything except guard interval, which is what we get from Windows, doesn't tell us what the MCS value is. And so um, there are some of those exam uh, some of those instances. Here's one of them where we have a data rate of, of 780 uh, megabits per second in an 80 megahertz channel. And since we don't know the guard interval, uh, but we do know the spatial streams, we know that that's either MCS, the, the true underlying MCS is either eight or nine. Okay, so we don't know exactly what it is, but we're pretty close. So let's just call that an 8.5. So if you ever see a, a 0.5 in a seven MCS value, that's just because there's a little ambiguity. We're not sure if it's eight 
in this case, or nine, uh, but it's one of those values. And truth be told, when we're evaluating the performance of a wireless client, we don't really care if it's eight or nine. That's a fantastic uh, MCS value, and it support it's 256 qualm, right? That's a really high uh, modulation scheme. So, um, in terms of uh, you know comparing performance, um, it's still valuable to know. Um, there's a couple other instances, like between six and seven. Uh, in some cases, data rates are identical. But again, six and seven are both 64 qualm. So we're probably evaluating those the same way we would, um, you know, uh, uh, we're evaluating them equivalently, is what I should say. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, you know, seven MCS, um, you'll see, uh, you know, moved um, further and further forward. Uh, going forward, and we're really excited to have a solution for MCS uh, for Windows there. You'll also see MOS testing becoming more prominent uh, with what we do in terms of uh, analyzing the end-to-end -end performance quality um, of, that the network can provide. And we're also doing that on Windows now, so very excited about that. And, you know, a smaller addition that, but that that's worth mentioning in, in Mobileye in this release is that we're doing automatic recognition of missed AP names. Um, so the clients will pick up the name of your AP as long as it's being advertised in the beacon and probe uh, frames from that access point. So all that, uh, um, you know, uh, all of that boils into a, you know, a better understanding of the digital experience of Wi-Fi users. And you'll see us really honing in on that and, and working towards, um, uh, you know, new analyses around digital experience monitoring going forward.